keeping you a step ahead of the changing world of business. This is Voice America Business. Welcome to The Quantum Leap Catalyst with Terry Ostroviak. In the next hour, Terry and his guests discuss how to accelerate your business success and turn possibility into certainty. So turn up your speakers and hold on. Here's your host of The Quantum Leap Catalyst, Terry Ostroviak. Good morning, everybody. This is Terry Ostroviak speaking to you from San Diego. It's a beautiful day here. Uh, that really messes up a lot of people when I say that. Because we have people listening from all over the world, many, many different countries, and um, certainly from Europe and Asia, and uh, from uh, places as far afield as New Zealand and Australia as well. So, good morning to you all, and I have a guest with me this morning who's going to be talking to us about, particularly about how to create a home-based business, and not just an ordinary one, one that can compete worldwide. We often think of ourselves as in small businesses or home-based businesses and think of it as maybe a localized type of operation. But this man who has developed this business particularly wanted it to be worldwide, and he wanted to be able to compete worldwide. Essentially what he does is he's an e-commerce provider. I asked him a moment ago whether he was a fulfillment house, and he said, no, not really, and he'll explain what those distinctions are. He's about 36 years old. He's got a varied background. He didn't originally come from the United States. He lived in Israel for a number of years, um, uh, lived, has a, a Mexican background as well, and lives and really is integrated into American society. So let's welcome him this morning. He's a really bright young man. His name is Daniel Kleinberg. Good morning, Daniel. Uh, good morning, Terry. <laughs> yeah, very, very good to have you today. You're the chief executive of a company called Plimus, P-L-I, for Peter, L-I-M-U-S, dot com. Uh, how long has this business been running? Uh, we've been around for a little bit over four years now. Okay. And there's some special characteristics of this business, I think, that are totally different to many others. And the one that intrigues me the most is that uh, you don't even have a head office. Everybody works out of their homes. Is that right? That's correct. <laughs> and yet you are a world leader in your field. That's right. How did you manage to do something like that? Um, well, <laughs> there were many challenges and obstacles in the way, but uh, uh, we, we did succeed. And um, the way we did it is we had to come up with an operation that was competitive enough to get into this market. Uh, and, and just to say one word on the market, this is an e-commerce service. What we do is we enable uh, companies to sell their products online. Okay. So you're selling their products online, but they have to do the marketing, right? That is correct. We provide them the engine that allows them to do that. They do the marketing, we do the sales, customer uh, uh, data collection, and and then we basically hand off their their commissions. Okay. And you you move the products to the clients. You uh, what are some of the functions that are involved here? Well, the main function is uh, customer information collection, billing information. Uh, right. we, we take their credit card or other means of payment. We process the payment, and then we we provide the the purchased item to them, whether electronically via download or a, or a URL or 
something like that, or a physical product that is actually stored at a warehouse and and delivered to them. Wow. Okay. So how did you, I mean, what made you go into a business like that? What hole did you see in the market originally that said, this is the business that I've got to go into? Well, uh, it's actually an interesting story. Uh, uh, the way we started, uh, uh, myself and my partner, at first we came up with uh, uh, a new way of selling software. We wanted to make a revolution in the software market. We wanted to uh, uh, change the way software was being sold. And this was by creating uh, pay-per-use licensing and, and you know, pay-as-you-go and financing of software that wasn't expensive enough to be normally financed. Uh, we wanted to get into that business. Then Why? We, what, was, what was wrong in the marketplace that you, you felt that that should be done? Well, really, what was happening is that there were uh, two, two areas being really developed in the market. There was the, the business and the consumer area. There were very expensive tools being generated for business people, and the consumers had to live with cheap tools that, that weren't as good. Right. So we wanted to provide them the ability to use the expensive tools but not have to pay as much because they didn't need it as much. Right. So what okay, we did... So that's what that was what was missing in the marketplace. Exactly. And you saw that niche and then decided to go into it. That's correct. And what happened is that we developed a, we developed an engine that would be able to do that, which required really a lot of flexibility. Um, uh, and once we came into market, we found a lot of interest, but uh, we found that there was another piece missing as well, the, the piece that was simply about selling your software. I mean, just not doing anything fancy with it, just selling it. Right. There were a couple of companies doing that, but uh, they weren't doing it very well, and they were doing it very uh, expensive. Uh, it was expensive back then for you to sell your software online. Oh, I see. So, so you were working a lot with a, with a lot of computer geeks, I imagine, backyard workshop people that wanted to sell their, their stuff. I mean, you had a producer but didn't know what to do with it. That's right. And if you wanted to find a company to do it for you, you you had to pay a, a big premium. Okay, got it. That makes sense. Now, one of the things that you you said, and I use this as a, as a description as to how you think. I don't know if I can reconcile it, Daniel, but you said to succeed, you have to be mean and lean, and be aggressive, but at the same time be gentle. And then you said finally, um, you have to use the light, latest. Uh, automization or autom automation, as they would say here. And finally, support, support, support. You said you've got to give complete support. Those are the, the four things that you said are absolutely essential that make your business work. That's correct. That's uh, that's the reason we are here and we're succeeding today. So um, mean and lean means you don't have a lot of overheads. You're letting people work from home and you focus on results, not on looking good. That's exactly right. <laughs> I love that. Very good, Daniel. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about this. <laughs> well, uh, this is the thing. Uh, at first, we talked about how uh, it was very expensive to do it. We were coming into a market that was growing. This is the online sales. Uh, yes. that, you know, it still is. And, and there was this, you know, couple of players that were expensive. So our goal was to get into that market and, and provide a better service 
that is cheaper. Right. To do that, we needed to be lean and mean. (laughs) We needed to have no overhead. Uh, We decided to build this as a home-based business, uh, but not, not one that is, you know, just the owners would be at home and just the owners would run the whole thing. We we knew we needed to build a company with employees, but we wanted still to be cheap. Um, so, you know, we decided to go with a home-based scenario, have everybody work from their homes. Um, everything is done online, really, so nobody needs much, just a computer and the Internet, of course. Right. And and that's it. Everybody's running from home. Uh, that gives us two things. Uh, uh, it, it's cheap for us. Uh, and, and on the other hand, if you find the right people, this is uh, you get uh, you know great support from them. So um, we have been lucky enough to to have found the best people around. So that's why we. Uh, you didn't mention that. That's very very important part of it. You actually surrounded yourself with with some real experts in this field or people that were very uh, comfortable with your technology. That's absolutely a must. I mean, you yeah. cannot, we, we could not have succeeded without our people. Right. So that made a huge difference. Oh, Incidentally, yeah. use the word cheap. We have to do it cheap. You know, in the United States, you say cheap. That doesn't sound so good. Maybe the right word would be inexpensive or low cost. I guess you're. I guess you're right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you never want to be cheap. You just yeah. want to be very low cost. You're absolutely right. Yeah, <laughs> we wanted. We needed to provide an inexpensive alternative to what was yes. out there, and, okay. and and we did. And then back it up. Now, your background originally was in what? Um, in computer science, I have a degree in computer science. Yeah. Uh, so so you, were, been, you, you, with your partner Tomo, were able to uh, create the engine that uh, that makes this whole thing work, right? That's correct. Uh, we're very uh, technically oriented, and, and, and we work very hard on, on our system, which is also another part of why we were successful, uh, especially against this other the competition. Um, what we were able to do is we were able to provide a system that was significantly more robust and okay. allowed for, for better support. <laughs> And that goes into the support, 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 and automation. Okay, so the support really comes from you and then passed down to your people, who, and that's the culture, obviously, of your business then. Absolutely, absolutely. We are first thing about support. Uh, anything is after that. Okay, we're going to go into a break in a moment now, Daniel, uh, just for a few moments, and those people that are listening, we would love you to feel comfortable about calling in if you would like to do that. So please call us if you're outside of the United States. The number is 1 for the USA, 480-643-5430. And if you're in the United States, it's one 472 You may want to talk to Daniel about that. So we'll go into the break now. Please stay with us, and we'll be back in a while. See you soon. Hi everybody, this is Terry Ostroviak. We're in the second part of the second quarter actually of our show today. Our guest uh, is the chief executive of an e-commerce provider that is a world leader in its field and what's unusual about it is that he created it as a home-based business with no structures of any kind, no huge overheads, which means that his, that his service that he provides is very inexpensive and extremely competitive in the field. Daniel said that to 
indeed you have to be mean and lean, and he really means that. He also said use the latest automation, and Daniel, talk a little bit about automation. What is automation, or what's important about automation? Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, the importance of automation is really twofold. Uh, the obvious one is uh, to be an inexpensive operation. We need to uh, you know, have things done for us. But even the more important one is to be able to provide, again, the best support available. And this so is how done, do you do that? Well, this is done by having the right tools to enable us to do our job. Whether we have tools that can do things entirely for us automatically, like, uh, for example, if we need to uh, approve, an, uh, approve an order or, or process something uh, and confirm it by phone, we have a system that actually calls on the phone. It contacts somebody and it looks for a person and, and you know, asks them a few questions. And it's all automated. That's correct. Uh, no Wonderful. Way. So you don't need to have people doing this. That's right. So that saves us uh, the people that actually would have to do it otherwise. And it provides a better support for our customers because this happens quickly. They don't need to wait until, you know, that person would have been it's able available. to handle it. Ah, clever. Very good. Uh, there's things like that. Uh, the, the phone one is, is one we're very proud of. Uh, uh, it, it both calls people and answers uh, uh, phone calls. Right. And we have uh, email solutions that are similar to that. Uh, somebody uh, contacts us. We have uh, a little wizard online that would actually guide them through a solution. If they have a problem, they come in and they basically specify what their problem is, and our system using, you know, a help desk um, data that it has stored over the past, as well as, you know, different business logic that has been built into it, it usually can come up with a solution for them without them having to speak to any, any of us or contact any support. That's amazing. And that's part of the the, uh, um, the technology that you and your team have built. That's correct. For this, okay. So yes. that's what you were, you were really good at doing was this kind of stuff. Yes. Oh, excellent. Very good. Tell us about, uh, Daniel, tell us about um, one of your clients, without mentioning names obviously, that's, uh, that, that came in and used your, has used your service and what, what a value they've had. Well, uh, there is one immediate value for, for anybody that, that, that wants to sell something. Um, yes. When you, come, when you come to the online world, all of a sudden you, are, you make yourself available to the entire world. Right. Now, there are different things that happen around the world that uh, we usually take for granted or, or just disregard. And this is, for example, languages. There's yes. different languages around the world. There's different currencies. Uh, things happen in slightly different ways. Um, there's, yeah, there's in each different country or different cultures. That's right. So just just by using our service uh, to sell online, you immediately already have this available to you. Uh, right. Your order pages are now available in 12 different languages. Uh, there is over 50 currencies that we support. So, you know, if you have if you have a product here in the U.S., you have either developed it or or anywhere in the world, 
and you know you have decided that, that you're going to sell it for twenty bucks or, or or something like that. All of a sudden, you, you everything's been done for you in order of to sell it uh, internationally. You have now your prices. So ready. you become the window to the world for people. And they don't have to worry about how they translate all this into different languages or into different currencies. That's what you're saying. That's right. And right. automatically, all that is available. And do you have products and services from other countries that you market as well? Well, uh, the way... mainly American suppliers. Oh, no. It's, it's actually mostly non-American. We really? have about, about 60% of our... Of, of our Suppliers are non-American, but interestingly enough, about sixty percent of our of our consumers are American. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean it, it's a it's a truly worldwide market. Phenomenal. And is it uh, how long does it take to to set up something like this? For, I mean, for a client to become a client of yours, is it easy to do? It's actually very easy, and and there is no cost involved either. Uh, we just go to our website and sign up, and you will be asked several questions about your products, what their prices are, how are they distributed, what special information needs to be given to the consumer, uh, little things like that. Uh, what kind of products would do? I mean, if people are listening now that have products that they want to market internationally and have no idea how to go about doing it and want to use your service, Cleanest.com. What would they? Uh, what kind of products or services would they have available uh, that, you, that that would fit in with, with with what you're doing? Okay. Software, obviously, being one of them. Yeah, software is is the uh, uh, the main product we move really, whether uh, it's electronic or or even in the form of a CD. Uh, uh, yeah. We also sell boxes of software, but it's mostly the electronic part. If you have a product that's uh, downloadable. Uh, a software or an or an ebook or things like that. Um, those are very easy to do with our system. However, doesn't mean that's the only thing we do. We also do physical products. Uh, products that would fit in with our system would be s- small type products. Okay, something that's small enough for you to uh, ship to us, so that we can then ship to the to the end user. Uh, you know, a big uh, desk or things like that is not is not a product that that would be uh, suitable for this business. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but so it's small products. Give me some idea of other products that might be useful. Uh, for example, you, you know, little things like MP3 players, uh, a little foldable keyboard, um, a headset that's bundled with um, with some software, uh, little mouse devices. Uh, those are, the, you know, the type of physical products uh, that we carry. And as a result of you working this way, are these products generally less expensive than is generally available on the markets or that you would buy in some of the big supermarkets? I, I don't mean supermarkets, but I mean, you know, yeah. like the large computer suppliers. Well, uh Yes, I mean, th- there is a lot of them that are less expensive simply because uh, they, the, the manufacturers themselves don't have that kind of overhead that, you know, the larger companies yes, do. Yes, of course. Uh, these, are, these are usually small to medium-sized businesses that, that would use our services. Right. 
And, and the quality wouldn't be compromised in any way because of that? Well, actually, uh, in, I couldn't say 100% of the cases, but 99% of the cases, the quality is actually superior. You have what comes with, a, with working with a small company, if they are uh, serious enough about their business, they can usually provide better quality and better support. Um, and, and again, it goes down really to support <laughs> everywhere in the chain. Um, if you buy something from a smaller company, you, would, you will usually get more attention than you would if you buy from a bigger company. Wow, so that's the mission, the market that you've created. Yeah. Wonderful. So you, you don't have a great number of staff working for you. I mean, this is a, a closely knit, very, very highly specialized team that you work with. Right. Isn't it? Yes. And they, each one of them does their own thing and uh, probably have to work very hard because of that too. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is enough work. <laughs> right. What is the other benefit of, of, of running a business like this? And I'll talk a little bit about it. Well... Uh, the actual benefit of running it like this is it's hard to say i mean really the 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 top benefit of it is 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 the cost and 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 what you get out of people 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 love working from home and if you find the right people to do so then it's a great combination okay well, that's that's the and and obviously they've got to be very motivated people because now they're not uh, just getting lost in a, in a huge group of people and having to go to work and spending time traveling backwards and forwards. It's a certain kind of person that does this, I yes. imagine. That, that's very true. It's actually uh, definitely not everybody can work from home. Uh, yes. You need people that, can, uh, that know how to sit down and just do their job, even if nobody's telling them to do so. Okay. They've uh, got to be self-motivated to do yeah. that. Yeah. And disciplined, I imagine, and it's very responsible. That's correct. Uh, in these people are a lot of breaks. Yeah, they're mostly working by themselves. The, uh, there is another part in our that, that's more special to our business. Um, we do our business is really a twenty four seven operation. We yes. must have people at all times, uh, you know, doing things. <laughs> Which means yes. that there is different shifts. Not everybody okay. works at the same time. Okay, so and you do have you do have people on it at different times of the day. Okay. Yeah, we do. We have uh, you know twenty four seven coverage, and what this helps us with is making sure everybody's doing their job. Excellent. If we're going into a, we're going into a break now again, Daniel, okay. and uh, it'll be a short break, and then we'll be back again with you in a moment. And once again, I'd like to remind you that if you want to tune in to us or you want to talk with us, the local number is one eight double six. Four seven two five seven nine zero. If you're outside of the United States and want to talk with us, one for America four eight zero six four three fifty four thirty. So stay with us, and we'll be back in a moment. Call in or even e email. I'll talk to you about that in a moment. Stay with us. Hi everybody. This is Terry Ostrobiak back with you from San Diego. Our guest this morning, Daniel Kleinberg, who's the chief executive of an e-commerce provider called. Plimus, P-L-I-M-U-S dot com, is a, and, and it is a worldwide business, and he's a, a worldwide leader in this particular field. And what we're talking about today is how to create a home-based business that can compete worldwide. And obviously, there are some specific things that he 
he does in the nature, in the culture of his business that makes it so competitive and works so well. So one of the questions I'd like to ask you, Daniel, first of all, could you give us an example of one client that you had recently where they really benefited from using your services as opposed to what they were doing pre- previously? Sure. Um, uh, there's, the, there's the obvious part that we talked about of, of, of just becoming international immediately. Okay, that's yes. about uh, you know the currencies and the and languages and, and yes. such things, uh, handling that and different taxes and things like that. But another interesting part that that we didn't talk much about is uh, the fraud. What happens is online in our our online world today, uh, believe it or not, there is about a twenty percent transactions that are fraudulent attempts. Okay, one of every five transactions that are attempted to be placed online today are fraud. Uh, this fraud so you have to be very astute in, in making sure that you can check on everybody that's applying to buy a product. Exactly. You know, the more security that comes out, this is like a virus, a computer virus. The right. more security that comes out, the more you know, clever the uh, thieves get. And, and, you know, there's all this phishing online. I'm sure you've seen those emails where people ask for you for information. So uh, there is a lot of fraud uh, that needs to be caught somehow. Right. And if you are trying to just sell your product online by yourself, you now need to deal with all this fraud. Uh, So give us some tips, Daniel, maybe in, in the form of one, two, three, and four. What kind of things could we be careful about? in doing stuff online, even if we're not selling something? What have well, we got to watch out for? Well, the, the, the most problematic one is the, the phishing emails, actually. The, uh, the emails that people, that people receive that say, hey, uh, this is your bank and, you know, we lost your number. Please come here and give us your number again. Right. Those are the, uh, those are the things that produce most of the information the fraudsters use. So, so that's, Opening emails that that are not yours or you don't recognize, that's the number one thing to be concerned of. The second one is uh, shady websites. Uh, don't ever purchase anything from a website that does not have the security lock on the bottom. Um, and, you know, that is a shady website that you've never heard of. Um, yes. On the other hand, secure websites... Um, are actually extremely secure. Uh, the bulk of the information, or, or all of the information about fr- you know fraud, uh, stolen credit cards, things like that, they do not come from online stores. They do not come from Amazon.com. They don't come from those places. And 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 it's it's a misconception. People believe if they use their credit card online, they are going to you know somebody's going to steal their identity. Yes. And, and it's not true at all. It's actually the other way around. You run a higher risk of having your credit card number stolen at the local restaurant than you do buying something from Amazon. <laughs> very good. That's a very good point that you're making. Daniel, we just had an, uh, an email that came in, and maybe you can interpret this and uh, run with it for a moment. The, uh, the, call, the email came in from somebody in Israel who's, who asked the question, 
how do we overcome the need to think like others in order to stay creative? In other words, how do we, I imagine what he's asking is, how do we maintain our individuality and our creativity instead of just being like everybody else? Well, that's an what excellent point. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a, a very good question, and, and it's something that everybody eventually falls into. Uh, one, one, one thing we usually do to prevent that uh, is we, we totally ignore the existing solution, and we just focus on the problem. Okay? There, there's Say that again. That's so important, the way, and the way that you phrased it, too. It's uh, totally ignore. Yeah, ignore the solution and focus on the problem. <laughs> okay. Expand that. And what that means really is if there is, a, if, if, if there is a problem or something that you're trying to achieve, uh, just, just forget about what current options exist or what not and, and also the current limitations you think may exist, whether it's yeah. technological or not. Just, just forget, about, forget about those limits, forget about what currently exists and just try to come up with, with a different solution. Uh, many times in our business, um, we are asked to do things slightly different or, uh, you know, to come up with new features and things that need to be done. And that's o- something we, o- we always do. We never go into the code and see what we have and see how, uh, you know, we can somehow tweak it to make it work. But rather we go back and we say, okay, this is what needs to be done. And this is, you know, the best way of doing it. Now let's figure out what we do with the code, okay? If that code is not applicable anymore, then fine. We get rid of it and, and come up with new code. But, you know, try not to look at the current limitations you may have, whether technological, physical, or, or whatever it is. Okay. So you're saying that what happens to us is we look at the outcome, and the outcome drives us, and the outcome is so full of... Uh, Traps and, uh, and and negativity because we we we're constantly focusing on what won't work rather than what will work. That's right. Is that the idea? Yep. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you very much. That was great. Now, here's another question that came in as well, also by email. <laughs> a very simple one, and maybe you've got an idea in it, or maybe you just avoid these people. He said, "How do we how do we battle the self discipline that most of us do not have enough of?" while sitting at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think, you talk about you for a moment, Daniel. Do you, are you very self-disciplined? Uh, I am, yes. Uh, well, I'm, I'm very goal-oriented. Uh, yes. I'm not exactly a person that will sit from 8 to 5, but rather I'm a person that I need to get something done, so I'll get it done no matter what. Right. Uh, so... I mean, I understand the, the the problem. There is a lot of people that cannot cannot work from home, and this doesn't make them less, you know, good or or efficient yeah. or anything like right. that. It's just finding the right place for everyone. Um, some people are more easily motivated to to work at home. In our business, it's actually simple because if they don't work, the next shift will give them a lot of, uh, <laughs> you know, they'll hear from them. <laughs> Okay, so you you really do need to have the self-discipline, and it's not for everybody. Briefly talk to us about this one client you mentioned to me earlier that really did well from from working with you. Yeah, okay. Uh, Well, 
Well, these guys came to us. Uh, they were doing actually fairly well, but as they were growing and and their product became more uh, international, they were seeing a lot of fraud. They 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 couldn't handle it themselves. Uh, the money that they were saving on doing it themselves, rather than using a service like us, was was much less than the money they were losing in bad sales. Right. So so they came to us, and you know they thought they came to us just for the fraud, but uh, we immediately lowered the fraud. We have uh, a lot of experience that you know has come with the years, as well as a as part of the automation, we have a, a, a very robust fraud detection and prevention system, which right. which is a business rules based system. Uh, it it provides a, a score, a fraud score to every transaction, and it learns as time goes. It it finds patterns in all. So what happened to this company? So this product. So this company, uh, they immediately lower their uh, their fraud. From four percent to less than half a percent, so that immediately gave them a, a, a you know a big boost in the revenue they uh, that you know they were hoping. But more than that, uh, they also got as part of the package. They now got the means of accepting other payment methods that they were not able to. Now they had okay. a team that helped them with sales. Uh, phone orders, fax orders. So um, they were probably operating from a base of real paranoia before they got to you. Yeah, <laughs> almost probably paralyzed by this, by the whole situation. And then all of a sudden, you took over all those issues, and that must have made a huge difference to them. We're going into a break again right now. Uh, last break before we come back, and we'll summarize after the break some of the things that uh, that you can suggest people in home-based businesses or even other kinds of businesses that are totally different to yours. Uh, Daniel, I'd be asking you those questions. So let's go into the break now. Stay with us, folks, and if you've got uh, an email you'd like to send, send it to terry at qlcat.com, and I'll deal with it immediately. That's the way to do it. Be back in a moment. Stay with us. Hi, everybody. This is Terry Ostroviak speaking to you again from San Diego. We're into the last part of our show right now. And we're talking with Daniel Kleinberg, who runs a chief executive of an e-commerce provider that helps people sell products worldwide 24-7, 24 hours of the day, seven days a week, and they are a leader in their field. And he talks about how to create a home-based business that can compete worldwide. So, Daniel, what I'm going to ask you now is what kind of lessons could we take from what you've learned in your business and apply them to small businesses outside, maybe not even directly related to yours. Well, if there is one form, if there is one thing that I would I would strongly uh, suggest to anyone doing a small business, whether electronic or not, is to take good care of their customers. Uh, the number one thing really is support, support, support. Uh, right. We need to compete against bigger companies. When somebody, when somebody, when you go out and you go into a Circuit City kind of store or a Sears, you know, you know they're big. You know they're going to be there, uh, you know, tomorrow if you need them or not. Uh, when you are a small business, 
you need to you need to build that trust uh, somehow, and the very best way and quickest way of building that trust is to support your people, um, support your customers. They they have a question, they need something from you, they uh, have some concerns. Just make sure everything is addressed quickly and and, and properly, and 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 that's it. Listen to your customers. You know, it's funny that you say that. I I just had an example just recently that's blown me away. For years, I'll just do this as briefly as I can. For years, my father had um, had taken 16 millimeter movies, hundreds and hundreds of feet of film, and they were just lying in a in, in, in a closet or a cupboard or a drawer, and I didn't know what to do with them. And many of these films were taken of family members, weddings and functions of different kinds, 16 millimeter film. And I wanted to be able to share them with members of the family where a lot of these people have already died and the, you know, the next generation don't have any record of it. And I found a company online called homemovies.com. And um, really what I want to say about this small company in Washington State, uh, homemovies.com, and I was able to transfer all my material to them. They, I just posted them through FedEx and... Uh, they digitized it and uh, they, they they set it up online and so people all over the world can can have a look at it and I just send an email to them and tell them to have a look and I've, I've been able to even uh, do the uh, editing myself very, very simply uh, because I don't know much about that and I've been able to take out little pieces and say this is your family and other little pieces for another family and then just do it online but what really impressed me more than anything else was they've got a staff of about two or three people that are online uh, that we that I can just phone up, and they were so incredibly helpful and supportive that it just it made the job so beautiful. It's like it's like putting oil into moving parts. It just it just reduces the friction totally. And I'm sure that's what you're saying as well, Daniel. Exactly, that's a perfect example. And and I'm yes. sure you would go to them again if needed. Oh, absolutely. I feel that I've, they make me feel like I'm part of their family. <laughs> right. Why would I want to deal with anybody else? Exactly. And that's one thing that only small businesses can provide. And just make sure exactly. you do it. Yes. Okay. So that's the, the first thing that you mentioned. What other, what, other, what other things would you say are important here? Well, there's other things uh, that, that really are around that. Uh, uh, you, you, have to, you have to understand that you do not know everything. That's... that's uh, an important phrase as you approach your customers and the needs of your customers. Uh, learn yes. how to listen to them and to and to change. Be flexible enough to change and and accommodate your uh, and accommodate your customers. They, you know, they from, needs, yes. yeah, from getting their feedback, you will you will become better yourself. So you say be flexible enough to fit in with the things that they tell us that we need or that they need and be able to, to find a solution to their issue and then build the business around their needs rather than saying, this is my package, you've got to fit into my package. Exactly. Don't force okay. them into your solution. Oh, I love that, Daniel. Very good. That's the, that's the most poignant thing you've said today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some, so many times we're dealing with companies where they say, well, we can't do that. It's against our rules, our regulations, they, they, or, or, or it's not the way that we do things. That's right. And, and small businesses can adapt like that. Exactly. Large businesses are, are bound by policies and procedures. That's correct. Take advantage what? of being small. Use it to your advantage. <laughs> Great. Right. What's number three? Uh, what's number three uh, is, um, isn't, isn't it enough, one and two? 
uh, you know, I've, I've got one that I would add there that you said, and that is be lean and mean. Yeah. <laughs> that you've used already. Yeah, surround yourself. Keep your overheads low. Yeah, surround yourself with the right people and keep Oh, your, there's keep number four. Yeah. <laughs> right, really good people. I mean, that's vitally important. So you've handpicked and support these people and, 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 and probably have a wonderful relationship with them. Definitely. And they love working with you because of that, I'm sure. I like to think so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could always call and ask. <laughs> That's right. But there are four very, very good points there that, that, that do make a big difference. And the other thing that you do that is so different is that you provide a 24-7 operation yes. uh, so that you can accommodate people worldwide. That's a, you know, people in the United States sometimes don't realize that there's a huge world out there we have to accommodate their needs as well. Certainly. Yeah, if you want to be worldwide, you need to know that people work and live at other times. <laughs> yes. Well, look at the flexibility that you've created where you've got all the currencies provided so that nobody needs to feel that they, they can't get their money the way they should. You've got mechanisms to make sure that that's done almost seamlessly, I imagine. That's right. And, and, and the contracts, I suppose, or whatever you have with them, I suppose you, you, you encourage them to, to do the, their own translations. And I suppose that you're, in your business, I mean, anything can be done so that they can access your service even in their own countries. That's correct, yeah. They have access 24-7, and so do the, the end users. Right. So there are at least four or five things that you've told us today that make a huge difference and that we could learn from in any small business that we're operating in, Daniel. Thank you very much. You're what I'd like welcome. to do just briefly, now I, we, we, I, just, I just need to mention a couple of things about what's going on. If anybody would like to know more about the area of quantum leap results, my definition of quantum leap results is simply this being able to create or achieve a result that we never thought was possible before. That's why I call it a quantum leap result. If you think about what Daniel has been doing, I mean, he created out of thin air um, a business that he envisioned with his partner, Tomer, and, uh, and provides a service that is unlike anything else. And really one of the messages that he gave us today was, don't worry about the outcome look at the problem that you've got and work from there and don't take any notice of what the competition is doing outside. Just do what you believe is the right thing. When we talk about quantum leap thinking, that's the area. So next week what, what I'm going to be doing is I'm not going to have a guest, but I do have a couple of people uh, that I'm, I've asked to call in in order that we can coach them in the area of quantum leap thinking, quantum leap results. And it'll be real, real live inquiries. If you want to call in, by all means, do that. You've got the information as to how to get to me. The other, the other way to do it is, well, you can go onto my website, which is QLCAT, Quantum Leap Catalyst, QLCAT.com, or just go to, or just email me directly, Terry at QLCAT.com. On my website, there is a contact form. You want to ask a question, or you want to be involved in a, coaching session online next week, that's what we're going to be doing. So we'll be, please call in for that. That would be great to have you. Um, Daniel, you've done a wonderful job today in giving us an indication of a business where you have shown that you're a quantum leap results catalyst in your own right. Uh, thank you, Terry. 
Well, really, just think about it. I mean, it's so different. It's so unusual. And the the innovation and the creativity that you have used in your business is not the norm. And you very specifically told us today that that's what we need to do. Wonderful having you. Folks, stay with us and be with us next week again at the same time to learn more about Quantum Leap results. Thanks, Daniel. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Quantum Leap Catalyst. To contact Terry or one of his guests about the show, email him at terry at qlcat.com. Tune in next Monday for another hour of the Quantum Leap Catalyst with Terry Ostrobiak.